Welcome to a Delco Nerd Network Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Rigucci, and this is Replay, Relive, and Re-Experience, or as we like to call it, Re-3s, where you guessed it, we do all three of the th those things to our favorite video game series. In this edition of Re-3, we'll be replaying, reliving, and re-experiencing the Halo franchise from, or starting with Halo Comedy Evolved and ending with Halo 5 Guardians, an addition patient for, you guessed it, Halo Infinite later this year hopefully here to go on master chief's saga with me my two guests well one guest one co-host the regular hosts for the show chris trio chris gaddis guys how you doing good fantastic gooch ready to talk some more halo fucking two you said halo two I'm ready to talk some Halo 3. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we are on episode... Don't correct me. <laughs> Sorry. How dare you? <laughs> we are on episode 14. We'll be playing The Crow's Nest, or just Crow's Nest, Crow's Nest and Tassavo Highway. Our synopsis, the date, is November 17th, 2552. So if you can remember... I, I was going to ask, do you remember when Halo 1 started? September twenty yeah. fifth. September. It was around. It was around that time. And I remember Halo two starts on like October. 20th. So wait, <laughs> then how? So what's the time span then? Here we're three looking at? months. Three months. Okay. All right. And it's been roughly like Master Chief hasn't taken a shower in three months. His, his suit's probably doing everything. It definitely him. is. But imagine the grundle on him after getting out Jesus of that. He's chafing. I wouldn't. I don't even think there's chafe. <laughs> no, but just the no smell. There can't be any chafe. <laughs> oh. Continue, sorry. Master Chief and company are reunited with Miranda Keys and the rest of the UNSC forces to discuss the next phase of the attack against the Prophet of Truth and his Covenant Empire. Unfortunately, the Covenant have gotten to them first and are attempting to take the base. Unable to defend the base, we'll try to evacuate as, ma as many Marines as possible and send the Covenant a parting gift. There's a lot of random Yeah, people. there's a lot of dialogue. And I, I say if you want to be these random Marines, you have to put on like a, a voice. Just have to not talk your normal voice. All right, don't be Marine One. I'll be, I'll be Marine Three and uh, the flight controller. <coughs> Excuse me. Guess you're two. All right. Sorry for the tight squeeze. Tell the commander her ace is in the hole. Kilo Two Three touches down. Medics load an injured Marine on a stretcher, and Master Chief, the Arbiter, and Johnson get off. Marines sitting by the landing pad see John uh, get out of the Pelican. Hey, check it out. No way, a Spartan. For real? You better not be! No, man, he's here! We're gonna be alright! Lieutenant Commander Miranda Keys comes out onto the landing pad to meet Johnson, the Arbiter, and Master Chief. After a brief reintroduction with Miranda, she briefs us on the current situation. I'll be Keys if you want me to, or you can be, whichever you feel like. Yeah, I'll be Master Chief. Alright. <clears throat> the Prophet of Truth ship has breached the lunar perimeter, smashed what's left of the home fleet. Terrestrial casualties from the subsequent bombardment were... Medics race with injured Marine on stretcher. Johnson tends to the injured Marine. Extreme. Truth could have landed anywhere, but he committed all his forces here. East Africa. The ruins of New Mombasa. Then they, then they started digging. What about Halo? We stopped it, but only temporary. Now the Prophet of Truth is looking for something called the Ark, where he'll be able to fire all the Halo rings. If he succeeds, humanity, the Covenant... Every single sentient being in all of the galaxy. The rings will kill us all. Ma'am, I have Lord Hood. Pass him through. Lord Hood appears on the main screen. Good news, Commander Keys? Question mark. As good as it gets, sir. So I see. What's your status, son? Green, sir. Glad to hear it. The commanders come up with a good plan, but without you, I wasn't sure we could pull it off. 
Truth ships are on are clustered above the excavation site, and his infantry has deployed anti-aircraft batteries around the perimeter. But if we neutralize one of the batteries, punch a hole in Truth's defenses. I'll initiate a low-level strike. Hit him where it hurts. I only have a handful of ships, Master Chief. It's a big risk, but I'm confident the power cuts completely. Hell, not again! Emergency generators, now! Shielding failed! They're down and charging! As soon as they're up, reestablish contact with Lord Hood. Let him know that... The Prophet of Truth suddenly appears on screen. All of you vermin, cowering in the dirt, thinking, what? I wonder that you might escape the coming fire? No, your world will burn until its surface is but glass. And not even your demon will live to creep, blackened from its hole to mar the reflection of our passage, the culmination of our journey. For your destruction is the will of the gods. And I, I am their instrument. The power returns. Cocky bastard just loves to run his mouth. Does he usually mention me? Commander Keyes thinks and realizes Truth's meaning. Give the order. We're closing up shop. Ma'am? We're about to get hit. All personnel, defense code Alpha-1, prepare for immediate evacuation. The wounded, we're getting them all out. If I have to carry each one of them myself. Ma'am, squad leaders are requesting a rally point. Where should they go? Miranda walks up to the stairs and draws a pistol. She pulls the slide back. To war. One thing to note, Miranda and Truth have two different voice actors. I did. I thought I, I, I noticed I, that, too. I, I think I like the Halo 2 people better. I think I did, too. Yeah. I yeah, agree. it's kind of fun. Especially Miranda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who plays her in this game. I don't know if uh, it's in the dock, but the skull's up there, uh, right above you. Yeah, I didn't mention the skulls on the last I just on remembered the, on this on one very, level. very yeah. distinctively. So, if we're going back... Sierra 117, when you're going out that outlook, when you first see the brute and his arms across, if you go out to the cliff, it's there. And then at the end of Sierra 117, it's up on the pipe If you where you fight the chieftain, you go out the pipes and cross over, oh, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. over there. Yeah. For this level, right where you just said, and then the second one, Grunt's birthday party, when you go down the pipe, you can like jump on a ledge and like go under. I just remember That this. one's hard. That one's hard to get. No, it's right? not. No? no? Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. Nah, it's, a, it's an easy land. I think you're thinking of the one in uh, the Ark, I think. Or not the Ark. Yeah. The one in the sand level, I think it's the Ark. Where you have to grenade jump up. That's it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, we're going to war, baby. Our objective is to secure the perimeter and begin to make our way through the base, passing Marines as they gear up and get ready for war, including Sergeant Stacker and Chips Dabo. Love Chips. Uh, a Marine says, come on, sir, I'll show you the way. Master Chief finds weapons to stock up on. This base was built for some 20th century war. It's full of old tech, like these door controls. And he hits it, and the door opens up mm-hmm. like a normal door would. <laughs> you have to use a button. It's yeah. very odd. Crow's Nest was a UNSC base in Kenya, Africa, close to the town of Voi. It was a command center for the local UNSC defense forces in Kenya, late in the Battle of Earth. Things to note. Um... As we're going through, there is an Easter egg, and this is another red versus blue Easter egg. It's the password lacking Easter egg at the end of the first long corridor. At the end of this this corridor, there is a dialogue between this Marine who needs ammunition for himself and his comrades and someone in the armory uh, behind a door. The exact dialogue changes depending on the difficulty, but always involves this Marine trying to get through a door without a password. The dialogue was voiced by and possibly written by the creators of red versus blue. Um, and then I... Halo rat. 
Halo 3 rat. <laughs> yeah, Halo 3 rats. You can, like, they're scurrying around, you can kill them. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't put the dialogue in here. It's pretty long, yeah. but yeah, you can go down. It's pretty, it's like a very easy Easter egg mm-hmm. to find. You just got to go to the end of that hallway. Did you find this trio or Chris? No, I, 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 yeah, multiple yeah. times. I missed it. You suck. Yeah, I do. You just see, you look over and there's just a single tear. <laughs> <laughs> we make our way to the hangar and eliminate all the hostiles. Here we can find our first deployable cov- uh, cover, which is a form of a covenant equipment. Trio, can you finish the rest? This piece of equipment is similar to the stationary shield generator seen in Halo Combat Evolve and Halo 2, except it's now mobile. Any solid projectiles fired by defle- will be deflected by the shield, although bullets may be fired through it from behind. Oh, really? What? I don't think that's right. I don't think that's yeah. right either. However, plasma-based weapons fire uh, fire are absorbed by the shield from both sides. Uh, the Spartan laser is capable of penetrating more than five deployable shield covers, assume, assuming they are lined up together. Once secured, we are ordered. Oh. Once secured, once secured, we are ordered back to the op center. One thing I don't like about this level: it's a lot of backtracking. Back backtrack, yep. You got to remember yeah. where you're going and shit. One yeah. thing about Halo: they don't do backtracking well. Well, they don't like they just they put an arrow when you see the arrow through the walls, but then you're like, okay, how do I get back through to that arrow? Like, I know what you mean. I agree. So our new plan is to fully evacuate the base, and we're gonna set off three demolition charges in our wake. We'll need to make our way through another part of the base to rescue any Marines we can. In the next room with the brutes, we'll find our first deployable grab lift. The gravity lift is a piece of Covenant deployable field equipment. Once deployed, the the portable gravity lift unfolds and projects a bluish-purple stream of gas and energy that propels a player into the air in a similar manner to the Covenant's larger version, but on a smaller scale and for a finite duration. It has the power to lift vehicles and other objects into the air. Fragmentation grenades tossed at the lift will fly off in directions which can be manipulated by the player to damage enemies. This was, uh... The uh, star of many um, Halo Three clips back in the day. Oh yeah, as people would do random shit and like or like throw a grab lift in front of a ghost or like a warthog and it would like fucking like yeah. go, go again. Physics in these games can't be beat. Yeah, and one of the brutes uh, has a flare. We can pip- pick up off of him. Guess how short? Literally, the the entry for this on the wiki is like a sense. The flare <laughs> is a piece of equipment with the ability to blind enemies. That's it. Here's the interesting trivia I was talking about earlier. This is so funny. I just read it, yeah. In the campaign, the flare has no effect on enemies whatsoever. They will be able to shoot you regardless. This is because the AI-controlled NPCs use ray tracing-like algorithm to detect targets. And this algorithm does not take light or color into account. It seems as if the flare's sole purpose for existing in campaign is for the enemies to use against you. However, at some point... It will sometimes make grunts and brutes dodge or panic. The grunts will flee, and the brutes will go berserk. Hmm. I didn't know that. That's, you know, that's I, very interesting. I picked it up again, and I it. like you just, you know, what you said earlier. Like it feels like equipment was made for multiplayer. Bing, bang, yeah. boom. Like this is this feels like one that was literally made as basically a flashbang grenade for the multiplayer. Yeah. But it didn't really make any difference in the campaign. It's interesting. Our next Cortana moment. You have been called upon to serve. That's it. Uh, <laughs> Master Chiefs jumps through a vertical shaft into a canal where he finds the Arbiter fighting off another swarm of drones. Half-wit insects, the prophets, the prophets use you like they used me. Reject their lies. Rebel. All of your hives will perish. After uh, the Arbiter takes care of the drones, he joins. He rejoins John. Spartan, the brutes have taken your soldiers. As prisoners or meat for their bellies, I do not know. In, in case some yet live, let us carefully... 
Let, let us be carefully when we shoot. Master Chief and Vadim head through the door, seeing the captive Marine thrown hard against the pillar where multiple Marine corpses lie. The Marine dies and falls limply to the ground, and John and Vadim rush in. One of the Marines being held by a brute begs for mercy and decides and it decides to kill him too. Pretty brutal, this whole scene. Yeah, um, if the camera is detached in theater mode, you can see that the barracks are filled with brutes torturing Marines. For example, there's a brute captain holding a Marine by the ankle. Um, yeah, this Jeez. is a pretty big combat portion, but yeah, it looks like a, like it, what is it they say it is? It looks like a giant bathroom. Like, it looks like a giant, like, shower room. I yeah. agree. There's, really like, sinks around. Totally That's agree. right. It's, like, a barracks. I was like, I don't know what the fuck this place is. Kind of barracks. I was, very like, thinking odd. about it. I'm like, what is this place? Like, what am I calling it? Like, the locker room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of, like, uh, there's a lot of bad things going on in this yeah. locker room. Jesus Christ. At some point, I actually don't know when, we have picked up the spike grenade. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like that, I can't even remember where that comes in. Did you read this one? Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, okay. The Type 2 Anti-Personal Fragmentation Grenade, more commonly known as the Spike Grenade, is a Jirohani manufactured grenade. Uh, it is most notable for its adhesive properties, using its spike to, spikes to stick to a target. Soon after being attached, it'll detonate turn the spikes into, and turning the spikes into lethal projectiles. Uh, the Spike Grenade's initial explosion is the least powerful of all the grenades in Halo 3, although the explosion is not meant to be lethal. The explosion is meant to scatter the spikes at deadly velocity, impaling enemies within range or wounding them enough to let the user finish them off. Taking out the brutes, the surviving marines grab weapons from more piles of corpses, taking a second degree for their comrades. While John and Vadim resupply and reload, they continue their rescue throughout the barracks, defeating the brutes and rescuing a maximum of seven marines, including a sergeant. John leads the survivors outside to the lift. He activates it, and they wait for it to come down. While they wait, matters get worse. Commander, we lost the op center. Brutes attacked in force. Couldn't hold them off. We were falling back to the hangar, but don't wait for us. What should I do, ma'am? Hold position. I'm not leaving without them. Ma'am, I've got movement. Above and below. Brutes, they've got jump packs. They're going after the thrusters. Shake them off, Lieutenant. Kilo 2-3 takes off. Uh, getting out of the brutes' reach, noticing John and Vadim, the brutes attack them. After sex, uh, after successfully reach sex, after sex, <laughs> bow chicka wow wow. Sorry. After successfully retaking the flight deck, a door at the road below opens, and Johnson approaches them. Seeing, seeing him and his surviving squad at the doorway under the attack, under attack from drones, John and the Arbiter assist. Brutes in the op center. They disarm the bomb. Sorry, Commander. There were too many, even for me. Chief, get back to the op center. Kill those brutes. Rearm the bomb. I've got to get these men out of here. But I'll radio out with another exit. Good luck. There's a little hidden alcove if you like. I got lost here, so I was just like walking around yeah. a bunch. Uh, there's like a little like overlook. And here we can find cloaking and the trip mine equipment. Cloaking is a form of equipment in Halo 3. It can be found on mul multiple levels in the campaign, but it's not present in multiplayer. Once activated, it has the same basic function as active camo from the first two games. You're basically invisible. The TR-9 anti-personal mine, otherwise known as trip mine, <clears throat> or mine, whatever you want to call it, is a UNSC equipment item usable in Halo 3. The trip mine can be detonated by weapons fire, close proximity, or impact of an infantryman. It does not use a remote trigger, however. The mine will explode after 90 seconds if not detonated before then. It is apparently capable of detecting anti- gravity generators found on Covenant vehicles. It will not detonate, however, if a player crouch walks over it. 
I didn't know that. I didn't know that I either. think I knew that at one point. Like, it just kind of sounds familiar, and I'm like, I feel like I would have known that, like, back in the day at some point. Probably. The technology it uses to, to detect nearby objects may be similar in nature to that of the motion sensor, which also fails to detect stationary vehicles and slow crouch players. Next, we get our next Cortana moment. Uh, this is pretty much as we're moving to the end of the level. Um, Cortana says... You will be their prote- you will be the protectors of Earth and all her colonies. We fight our way to the op center, rearm the bomb, and get the hell out of Dodge via an elevator in the hangar, like I just said. Another Cortana moment. There will be a great deal of hardship on the road ahead. There's another Cortana moment uh, as we continue. Uh, you will become the best we can make you. John 117 makes it to the service elevator, activate it, and the door does not shut fully. Uh, something explodes, flames flicker through the gap. This place will become your home. The elevator descends. Master Chief hears a massive boom. He looks up and sees the flame roaring through the open door. The violent shaking disconnects the elevator and sends it plummeting down. It crashes and Master Chief blacks out. This place will become your tomb. The screen goes black and the level ends. Two quick trivia facts. The men manning the computers at the beginning of the level are naval personnel, which, aside from Crow's Nest, are only seen in Halo and the Pillar of Autumn in the first game. Do you remember them? They kind of wear, like, jumpsuits, and they're, like, yellow and blue, mm-hmm. I think. What were they? They're, like, Marines. They're wearing, like, yellow and blue jumpsuits. Then In the first level, I feel like they're very noticeable mm-hmm. in, in Halo 1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're in this room, like, along the wall. Oh, okay. I actually saw them, and I'm like, I remember it. Like, I'm like, yeah, these are the guys from Halo 1. Um, there are references from Halo The Fall of Reach from Cortana as she makes multiple appearances nearing the end of the level. These quotes are from Dr. Halsey as she speaks with the Spartans about the project they are taking part in. All right, next level to Savo. Highway. Are you sure it's to, isn't it Savo? That's how I always said it. Uh, the Savo T highway. is always I silent said, when I said it says Savo. Like that. I, I'm pretty sure it's Savo Highway. All right. I'm just saying. Are I don't we, know. You can continue with it. I know this, is, this, this is like the moment when you're like a kid and it's like I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 1 and there's Orcalcum and I've called it Orcalum. Orcilium. That's it's what is it? I thought it was Orcalcum. Is I is it the same in like Scott? What is or uh, is it the same? It's the same thing. I so always you, thought it was Orchilium. Oh God, or Calcum. That's why I, Cal- I, I, I didn't know. That. I, I started calling it Orcalcum and Sky. I remember I I, I called That's, them decadations yep. for a while. Decoctions. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I said it, I'm like, what's with these decadate? And you're like, decoctions? It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> when was this? This is like on my second playthrough of The Witcher or something like that. Yeah, yeah. These decadate are like decoctions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh, that. yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that this is this is one of those moments. So Savo Highway to Savo Highway, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Tomato, tomato. I'm going to call it to Savo because like, I'm not. Well, you're wrong. Yeah, I be wrong. <laughs> I'll be wrong. Fine. The Savo Highway is the fourth campaign level of Halo 3. This level introduces new drivable vehicles to the player and is meant to allow the player to maybe unfamiliar with the game to have some time to get a feel for the controls of the physics of vehicles. After successfully evacuating the upper area of the Crow's Nest base, John 117 finds himself in an underground garage containing multiple warthogs and leads up to a group of Marines and leads a group of Marines out of an underground tunnel. He then leads the surviving Marines to the town of Voy after fighting his way down the highway through many Covenant troops. Spartan 117 breaches the barrier, blocking the path leading to Voy and, an, and the ancient Forerunner artifact buried beneath the Earth's surface. 
The chief starts to wake up. The master chief comes to in the wreckage of an elevator with a wounded marines beginning uh, being with wounded marines being treated and other marines trying to regroup. The elevator shaft above is engulfed in flames. On the other side of the of the underground vehicle maintenance bay, a sergeant major, uh, a marine sergeant shows up at the other side of the elevator wreckage and begins to handle the situation. The master chief and many marines fit for duty form up on the other side of the maintenance bay with two warthogs parked and functional. One being a transport hog, uh, which I've talked about before, but this is the first time I'm seeing it. Um, we begin to trek toward the town of Voy. Voy is an industrial city in Kenya, East Africa, protectorate in Africa on the planet Earth. In real life, Voy is the largest town in Taiti Tavita County in southern Kenya in the former coast province. It lies at the western edge of the Taru Desert to the south and the west of the the, 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 the Tasavo East National you Park. You said it there. The, Sagal, the Sagala Hills are to the south. Uh, and the, the, the Tasavo Highway is a highway that replaced the old Kenyan uh, International Trunk Road A23. This is in-game. This highway bears the name Tasavo because it bisects the southern part of the Tasavo West National Park. It doesn't actually pass through the town of Tasavo, is, which is commonly mistaken. As we leave the underground section, you emerge on land and witness the debris of the new Mombasa orbital elevator. Um, we didn't talk about this before, but do you guys remember this from Halo 2 when the, the, the orbital elevator gets mm-hmm. blown yeah. up? Yeah, this is what we're looking at. Uh, the new Mombasa orbital elevator, commonly known as the Mombasa Tether, was a space elevator located at the heart of the East Africa protectorate city of New Mombasa on Earth. It was used for heavy lifting ordnance from surrounding port facilities into the station in geosynchronous orbit at the top of the elevator structure, a transport method much cheaper and more efficient than booster rockets filled with explosive, expensive fuel. The company in charge of this management of the space elevator was called New Mombasa Uplift. I feel like Uplift is used a lot in Halo, like his map names and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Um, we will run into one of my favorite vehicles in this level, the Chopper Trio. Take it away. The Type 25 Rapid Assault Vehicle, a.k.a. the Brute Chopper, is a Covenant Loyalist Group assault vehicle used exclusively by the G. Rohani. Ground. What did I say? Group. Group. Only one person. That makes sense. Ground assault vehicle. My apologies. The Brute Chopper is a heavily armored dual-wheeled assault vehicle kept aloft by a gravity array under the seat at the rear and and a massive double wheel in the front, which supports the vehicle's balance by its axis of gravity. The Chopper is best described as an anti-anything vehicle. Its powerful 35-millimeter autocannons can take down most light ground vehicles with ease, and the large blades at the front can instantly destroy any light-armored vehicle by ramming into it. Uh, some, do you want me to do the trivia, or do you want Yeah, no, I was going to mention, I, I think it was funny that they, they, like, even in the wiki, it's called an anti-anything vehicle. Yeah. The Chopper really fucks everything It really up. does. Vehicles, like, people, turrets, like, it, it's great. It's a good one. It's, it's a really good one. Uh, for some trivia, Bungie tried to make, it, make the Chopper analogous to a human motorcycle, a vehicle for tough guys like the tough, ape-like Jirohani. The Chopper, the Locust, the Prowler, and the Scarab are are the only Covenant vehicles not named after some sort of apparition. The Warthog continues along the Tasavo Highway, I'm sticking to it, through the tunnel. When they get out, they reach a bridge, a, CC, a, C, a CCS-class battlecruiser soars overhead. 
I'll keep Commander. Want to be Oni Recon? Commander, this is Oni Recon 111. The cruiser's above. <laughs> they found. Say again? Recon? You're breaking up. There's something in the crater, ma'am. Something beneath the storm. You can see the crater in the vista, and at its center, the Forerunner Dreadnought, the Anodyne Spirit. You guys remember that from Halo 2? Yes. That's what Master Chief is on when it comes down. That's true to ship. Yep. Yeah. Um, the Warthogs reach the gap in the bridge, and we cannot continue. The Master Chief clambers down across the beams and bars and continues on foot. The Marines follow. You can actually easily get a vehicle through that, by oh, the yeah. way. Mm -hmm. A chopper, especially. Yeah. Um, the Master Chief goes on foot and encounters heavy defenses by brutes led by a war chieftain. He eventually clears it, and the only thing left standing between the UNSC and Voy is another shield barrier in the tunnel. The Chief destroys it. Uh, the Chief destroys the power source with ease. Pelicans, including Kilo 2-3, arrive and drop Warthogs and Marines. Commander Keys is piloting one of them. Lord Hood, we made it. Music to my ears, Commander. What about the Ark? Fully uncovered, sir. An assault carrier passes overhead. Then we don't have much time. Mer then we don't have much time. Marines, the prophet of truth, doesn't know it yet, but he's about to get kicked right off his throne. We'll take back our city and drive the enemy into the grave they've been so happily digging. One final effort is all that remains. That is a song title as well. Um, the pelicans fly off. The Master Chief draws his assault rifle and walks to one of the warthogs to to retake Void from the Covenant. Fade to black. That is the end of DeSabo Highway. Uh, can we talk about the cutscene at the end of the level? With all the ships just flying in and there's like fucking, what is that, the forward onto dawn? Or uh, not, I don't uh, know what, um... In Amber Clad? In Amber Clad. Well, it wasn't, I thought that was, uh... No, it might be forward onto dawn at this point. There, For, was, a, there was a bunch of those ships. I'm trying to think, how does forward onto dawn actually get there? Like at the end of Halo 3. It's just there. I mm -hmm. forget how it gets there. I think Keys drives it. Maybe. I don't know. She's but like, just all the ships <laughs> shooting, and it was awesome. It's great. It really does get you right in there. We, we kind of breeze through this level, but it is like... There's a, not a ton going on. This is our first like big open ground level again. Like At the, at, at the top, we kind of mentioned like this is where we get to access like fucking like six or seven vehicles for the first time. Yeah. Um, it kind of feels like a bit of a couple playground levels like and to get you really kind of acclimated in. This and Sierra 117 are definitely like my favorite levels so far. I actually, replaying Crow's Nest, I really didn't like Crow's Nest. Crow's Nest is kind of boring. I was just like, yeah, I... I, I not that I ever had like any ill will towards the level, but like replaying it, I'm like, You're like oh, okay, yeah, not yeah. I'm like, I don't remember disliking this, but mm -hmm. this is kind of boring. Uh, yeah, again, the retracking isn't good, but yeah. How do you guys feel about Tosavo Highway? Thought it was fun to run through all the vehicles. Thought it was fun to you know just get fucking into it with these fucking things. Savo Highway. No, I'm kidding. We're not going to do this. Um, how cool would it be to drive a <laughs> drive a chopper in real life? We always talk about the Warthog and stuff like that. But sure. Chopper would probably be chopper. insane. Oh, man. Dude, I, again, I, I love, dude, the choppers in Halo Infinite. Oh, is oh, it? Yeah, the red, yeah, it's like red. I mean, we're, we're fighting it. brutes again. Yeah, yeah they're banished, right. I guess. Oh, so they are. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah. No. Weren't they in Halo? Was that like Halo Wars? I forgot they did say the brutes are back yet, though. Yeah, yeah. the banished. Awesome. I was going to bring up a point. We do have some trivia facts. Uh, Chris, can you read these? So this level, along with the Covenant and the Storm, are the only three levels in Halo 3 where you can drive a transport warthog. The, this is the only level where Thel Vadim is never seen in the single-player campaign mode. This is probably because in Bungie Cannon, he has been evacuated from Crow's Nest via landing pad Bravo when the Brutes disarmed the bomb. 
Uh, this is also one of the only, this is the only level in Halo 3 where John 117 has no dialogue in the cutscenes related to the level. This level, along with the arc and Halo, are one of the only levels to not feature any Cortana moments. A lot of onlys. Onlys. A lot of only trivia here. Well, guys, that does it. Trio, take us out. Thank you all so much for listening to our Halo Re3 podcast. It's been a great time so far. Hopefully you're listening and watching and playing along with us. Uh, it's been a ton of fun. You'll see us back here soon for another one, but you can find this podcast everywhere podcasts are found. Just search Delco Nerd Network. We are on all these social media platforms at Delco Nerds. We got a Facebook page. We have a Discord, which is a lot of fun. We talk about a lot of Halo and other things, but I was going to start pointing some things E3 out around. especially this time around. I don't point things out around. I was going to do it, but I saw Goose <laughs> literally. We've, we've, we've been talking about E3 a lot. It's been fun. We, uh, we, we were live reacting to the, to the press conferences, which was fun. It was. Yeah. So seriously, come join our Discord. It's, it's a ton of fun. I think a lot of good vibes going on in there. Can't ask for much more than that. But all this information can be found on our website, DelcoNerdNetwork.com. You can even email us, DelcoNerds at gmail.com, with all your comments or concerns or questions. We'll be happy to oblige. For Chris, for Gooch, I've been Trio. Thanks for watching, guys. Stay nerdy, and we will see you next time.